What's up, stackers? It's Thane here, your boy. You all know the deal. We're going to talk about BattleBards and DiceEnvy.com, two really great sponsors of us who really help us out with the making of this show. DiceEnvy has a whole lot of really cool dice that you can find on their website. If you go to the link in their show notes to their website and make any purchase on there, we'll get a, a portion of the proceeds, which we can then use for making this show better. And then also, if you go to BattleBards.com and sign up for a Prime subscription uh, using our special code STACK, S-T-A-C-K, you can get 20% off of a Prime subscription, which allows you access to streaming access and tools that can really help you to uh, edit the sound, really make it, pop for whatever you need it for you can catch us on twitter and instagram at stack o dice by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com and on our wiki vardalon.fandom.com question which bear is best bears beats battlestar galactica what are you doing (laughs) wait what's going what are you doing (laughs) this has been a long journey As of the day of this episode's release, we've been running this podcast for 605 days. What have you learned about Dungeons & Dragons during this time? And what has been the biggest surprise for you? I've learned that it's not as complicated as it looked from the outside. One of my main drawbacks to ever playing was I'm just, I'm kind of a, when it comes to board games and family games, I do not like games that take half an hour to set up and with rule books, 20 pages thick. I like aggravation or... um, Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Life. Trouble. Uno. Life. Yeah. Things that you can just kind of sit down and play. Um, And so... I, when I'd get a look at these character sheets and these volumes of books, and I thought, yeah, nah, <laughs> nah. I mean, it, it just seemed too complicated and that I would never, ever be able to get. And anytime that I was around when you guys were playing and you know, like rounds of turns, okay, so it's so-and-so, and I'm going to move two feet, and I'm going to do this. You know, I thought, ugh, the pace is glacial, and this is just not for me. And it's really not like that. Obviously, there is the idea of turns in battle and all that kind of thing, but that's not uncommon in role-playing games. When you have uh, video role-playing games, that's how it works. You know, Final Fantasy, it's always your turn. This guy goes and casts a spell or does this attack, you know. So because I'm not already familiar with that kind of thing, it seemed, it seemed overly complicated to me, but it's really, it's really not. It's okay. really not. And that surprised you as well? That did surprise me. I thought, I mean, I'll, I'll do it, but yikes, I'm never, I'm never going to get comfortable with it. I'm never going to figure it out. It's always going to seem, you know, really long and complex. But I'm certainly not an expert yet, as I'm sure you guys all will attest to. You all know that. I still ask questions about which die to roll and <laughs> where, where to find that on my sheet or whatever. But you know, you figure it out, and it's not that important to have it all in your head. Right, exactly. Michael? My answer piggybacks, I think, off of her answer, because I, I sort of felt the same way. I didn't have an aversion to it. Like, I'm, I'm fine with taking the time, but I was hit with the amount of p- 
prep time it took to start a game. And, and I thought that, oh, man, I'm going to remember all this or whatever. But the thing that I learned was, is, and what really struck me was, I'm used to board games that have a specific set of rules. And like this, this, and this, and this counts just across the board. Whereas in with this, I couldn't wrap my head around how to play on something that seems so fluid and so, like, how do you, st- how do you play a game from a sheet of paper, a pencil, a set of dice and and a book. Like, how do you how do you proceed and go through? Well, I right, didn't you're know not moving through yeah, a board. Yeah, or, like how yeah. do you? I, and I I had to realize that okay, your your DM is going to take you through the scenarios. He's going to explain the things, and so you're he's really helped forming the world and the confines for which you to, for for you to operate. Because before that, I'm like, I mean, how does this even work? Yeah. I'm like, and you sit there and you look at each other, and I'm like what do I like what do I do and yeah. so it was it was more of I was just surprised at how the mechanics actually do work yeah good um and the yeah. great thing about getting into the game today is that there are so many videos and podcasts out there that kind of introduce you to those concepts without you having to wonder what it's like if somebody's new to the game I could point them to a video of new people playing and let them see what a game is like or hey we have a podcast where we have a new player. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Just let it uh, put that out there. Yeah. Thane, what you got? Um, I learned that, uh, you know, my love for Dungeons and Dragons goes undiminished even through all this play. But there are just some times where I kind of, you know, don't want to play because it, it it's it's definitely a test for me because I'm not good at sitting still and stuff like that. It's definitely shown me just how very flexible Dungeons and Dragons can be. How so? I don't know. Just the uh, the openness. The one thing that that really gets me is the character development because through all the games I've played, they've usually just been kind of like roll up a character and let's get going. Uh, I've never really played any games where the uh, backstory, the characteristics you choose out for your character actually matter in how you play it. And so this has definitely been a learning experience for me. Who already who already knows the rules and, and um, how everything works. It's just how do I use that to really create a compelling narrative with a character that people can enjoy. Yeah, that's one of the beauties of Dungeons & Dragons is you can play any number of ways and they're all perfectly valid. I've enjoyed this game, uh, as I believe you all have too, because it feels like an ongoing story. It's not just mm-hmm. a bunch of combat encounters that are strung together. It's we're stitching together people and making relationships. It's not just you are the healer and you are the the sword guy. Uh, it's we're working together as a team. We're using our strengths and our weaknesses against each other to to do good things. And And I'd enjoy this just as I'd enjoy a more narrative based game, just as much as I would enjoy a hack and slash or something, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little less serious. Yeah. And there's a, there's a place for all types of games. Definitely. I have said this before. The reason why I like this game better than any game I've played in the past is, is this doesn't have as many people. As I've played with in the past, and for whatever remember that reason, group of eight that we had, yeah, yeah, that, and that was just very difficult. Even just just logistically getting everyone together who could come together for it, and then a lot of times we had to play without folks because we just couldn't because we had a, somebody in a complete different state who was a part of that game. But I think the I think the um, the personalities of this game also help it 
I, I think we work well together in this game. I've been in games where people, they just don't work well with one another. Mm-hmm. And so it was just very difficult to even get f- playing the game because they just didn't work. So uh, this game on many levels, I think this is lightning in the bottle for me. I, I, I don't know if you'd be able to recreate this again. Uh, yeah, and if we add or swap out one person, that's going to completely alter the yeah, feel of change. the game. Yeah. Well, thanks for your answers. It's been a lot of fun to put this game together. It's been a great creative outlet for me. And along the way, I've really discovered how much fun it is to be a DM through this. That's been surprising to me. I thought going in, I thought, well, I know it's going to be a lot of work. And it is, particularly because I'm not only creating the story, but I'm also doing a majority of the editing for getting these ready to go. But I've been surprised at how much fun it's been. The work has been. So, uh, yeah, let's keep all that in mind as we roll right into the show. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hey stackers, welcome back to our ongoing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Rhett the DM and with me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. And Michael, why don't you recap for us? So we um, were in a town with the Watani and we woke up and we had a guide um, with us. His uh, name is Wid... Farah. Wid Farah. And he could only take us a certain uh, p- part of the way because of the contention between the two tribes. And so we made our way a couple of days uh, through the plains. We got to a set of stones, which uh, I can just either is a, is a border or a monument of some sort. Basically, that's where um, uh, Widfar uh, knew to, that he could go no further. We hatched up a plan to make a an entrance we think might... Uh, pique their interest and allow us to have good good speaking relations with them right from the bat. And so we noticed that they had taken this sign or the, uh, a representation of the boar to represent themselves. And so we decided to sort of all come in together, but to have me uh, take on boar-like characteristics and ride in as the symbol that they've chosen to represent themselves. Hopefully they'll identify with that and it'll be more open to hear us and hear what we have to say. And uh, and essentially, us rolling into town is where we sort of stopped. Great, and we were being followed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were spotted as we thought we would be by guards or watchmen, and they were trotting along with us. Yep, great. Thanks for the recap. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. I am. I am. Me too. Wamberbash, you are just running full speed. You're panting as you go, but it's coming out more as boorish grunts as you go. Is there an open space in the middle of the, of the, where am I, where, uh, where am I heading? You're running across the field. In fact, you're basically splashing across the great boar that's been carved out of the turf. Uh, and I'd say it's probably another half mile up ahead to the gates of the city. Okay. Tira is to your left behind you. Peter is to your right behind you. Not far. 
because especially because they're on horses. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I imagine we're kind of trotting to mm-hmm. do a, like a triangular approach. And Bruce is in between the two horse riders. So it's mm-hmm. a triangle. And then in a semicircle behind you is an enclosing group of riders that are basically escorting you, making sure you're not up to anything suspicious. Now you had mentioned a gate. Is there a wall? There is a wall. It's a palisade. Wall. It's a stone wall. How, how tall is it? From where you are, you're guessing maybe 20 to 30 feet tall. Okay, you're going to mighty leap it, aren't you? I am. I, th- I think, I think my, <laughs> my plan like, is, is once, we get to the, once we get to the gate, I'm going to mighty leap over it and land into town and, and stay there. Great. You're going to leave us on the outside of the gate, then. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. You run. Again, your feet are splashing down in this water that's running off of the exposed chalk of the boar. And again, that chalky water splashing up around you. Meredith, you have something to add? Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm imagining that you're running on all fours. Are you running on your... F- I, I'm, I'm really hunched of, over. And yeah. what I'm doing is is I'll run as fast as I can like this. But every once in a while, I do uh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. gallop with my front. Yeah. Great. Uh, just to maintain you know, balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I was say, just seeing this pig man running like this would be kind of like... less. It's less impressive to me. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking well, at it a, more like a... It's, it's less divine and more demonic <laughs> i'm almost imagining like from the uh trailer to that um the movie that had yeah samuel jackson bruce willis and james mcavoy that okay. was just out and there is one shot of james mcavoy just like tearing across of whatever like doing the kong lot. run yeah yes. oh, oh that was, That's uh, like was, what was that um glass or something like that glass glass that's kind of what i'm picturing okay yeah i see that too and uh, the 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 thing is, is my back is humped because yes. I've got that boar thing. So yeah. and there's bristles. There's these coarse yeah. black, sharp bristles poking out of your skin. So so I am running hunched, and like like I said, every once in a while, I, I gallop with my front arms, and yep. I'm just I'm 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 making yeah. a beeline. Great, yeah. So that water's just splashing all around you, and Tira and Peter, you're kind of giving each other sidelong glances, like yeah. what? Buddy. Okay, here yep. we go. Yep. You close the gap, and you can hear the voices now. The, the semicircle is starting to close in around you, behind you. They sound somewhat concerned because they see you heading full speed toward the walls. The horses, they're not as concerned about because you're keeping a moderate pace, but this hunched-over boar-looking thing is confusing them. And you get to that point where you can make the leap. And I, and I spend three side points. I'm going to go 30 feet. Okay. And I'm uh, gonna. You probably want to do four. Okay. okay. To make sure you clear it. Okay. And given the distance, and it's up, it's elevated on a hill, so the wall is up on the hill. And unlike my previous uh, two recorded like descriptive times, I was standing still, and I would bend down, and my calves would like bulge, and the ground would like crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little different. Mm-hmm. You you hear something crack and it's essentially my knees essentially getting into a lock sort of position to spring yeah and it just and i and i spring forward and i i I, my i'm gonna spring forward and my arms are gonna go back and my legs are gonna um, run run, run through the air and i imagine that when i hit the ground um dust kicks up or, or is it mud. water? Yeah, mud kicks up or whatever and I'm just going to stay hunched over and then I'm just going to raise my head up. Nice. I'm just I'm going to do you one better. Okay. You clear the wall, you land with a splash and you skid for okay. about okay. about 5 to 10 feet on the other side on the road. The road is the roads here are not cobbled. They're just dirt roads, so in this rain it's just sticky mud. 
and you, you hit and you slide and you almost run into a building, but you like shoulder into it and turn and face the gate. Okay. And then, and, and then afterward, I'm going to just like raise my head up and then I'm going to, to get as much attention as possible. That's going to, and just like, like really, really loud. Yeah. Yep. Uh, to just to, to grab, to grab attention. And I'm going to wait there in that form for right now. Okay. Through the gate, which is open. Uh, there are guards on either side who have watched you sail over their heads and they have turned and they've leveled spears at you because they, again, they don't know yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, dealing yeah. with here. But through the open gates, you see the horses converge. Tira, Peter, and Bruce all converge to fit through the gate. But behind them, you see a wall of riders that are also starting to form into a wedge to, to flow through the gate. Okay, if that's the case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to detransform now at this point. Yeah. And I can see our camera looking over your shoulder as this happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so we're seeing your, your shoulders begin to straighten back out. The hunch goes down. Your face begins to push back yeah. in. The yep. tusks shove back down into mm. your jaw and Ow. it's painful. Yeah, yeah. And then afterward, I'm just going to, I'm going to raise both of my hands up with my palms out. And I'm going to walk forward closer to where Tira and, and, and Thane are. I'm sorry, Peter is. <laughs> it's all. They're the same one. Yeah, yeah literally we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you approach the gate from the inside of the city, the guards up on the wall fall back. They're still holding their spears pointed at you, but they're, they're obviously not sure what at all to make of you. And in fact, the wedge of horsemen behind your friends also is not as quick to enter the city as they could have been. Tira, Peter, you come in to see Womberbash standing there doing a, I don't know, a little teapot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I guess, kind of trot through the, the gate there. And once we come to a stop beside Womberbash, I'm going to dismount and stand right um, not in front of him, because I feel like that this is him trying to... We, we need to follow his lead on this. They need to... For the benefit of the people in the town there, it needs to feel like Bash is the leader, I guess. Okay. Peter? So I'm going to kind of flank him as I was on the horse. Great. So you'll be to his left and behind? Yes. And your horse follows obediently behind you. I'm sure. kind of rolling my eyes at the dramatic flare, but yeah, I, I, I also stand behind Bash. To his right. Yes, sir. So you're making a mini wedge. And then at that point, I'm going to say, um, what was his name? Dinesh? DeSantos? Dinesh. What is this? Duncy. Duncy, yeah. Um, I'm going to say, um, may we respectfully talk with Duncy? We request an audience with your Lord Duncy. That's not what I said. That's what I said. A couple of the horsemen swing down from their horses and splash down into the mud. And it's still raining very heavily here. Mm -hmm. And in fact, as you glance off to your left up the hill where the road winds back and forth, you can see muddy water just coursing down. They seem to understand what you're saying, but they converse amongst themselves in Witani. And then one of them sneers at you a little bit and jerks his head and then just turns to walk up the hill. He's leading his horse behind him. Okay, so I'm going to turn and look at Tira and, and Peter and just say, I think that means we're going to I'm following him already. Follow him. You splash your way up. It takes probably a good 10 minutes because it's the slickness of the road plus the, the cutback nature of it to get up to, the, to where the rock is and where the hall is perched on top. And this hall, like I said in the original description, is very similar to the one from Stating Us. So you can tell there's a lot of similarity in the culture 
but this one has an additional, almost like a tower built onto the backside of it, which is presumably there for fortification purposes. You make your way up, and as you get close to the doors, you realize that this is a stone building that has thatch roof, and uh, it's, it's not as welcoming feeling. It's cold inside as well, and you're told to wait just outside the door. So you're standing in the rain as the horseman goes inside. As we're standing outside the, the building, do I notice any relevant details in the stonework or anything? Give me a stone cunning check. 13 plus what? So that's going to be like a mod a 20, 21 20. or something. Modified 20 total. The stone has been skillfully cut, uh, and it appears to be quite old. If you remember correctly from what the Marchioness told you, this rift has been in place for at least 100 years. So it's an older building. Are you looking for anything in particular? Um, no, I just wanted to pull out the stone cutting thing. I, haven't, I usually don't think to do that, but... Um, she needs extra experience. Points and you needed to roll. To do. <laughs> you wanted to roll. I wanted to roll, I guess, but I also just kind of thought, well, I mean, you mentioned it was a stone building, so I thought, mm-hmm. that's my area of expertise. Yeah, I'm, I was tempted to say it was wood, but you're out in the middle of a sea of grass. There's not going to be wood. Right, there's not going to be a whole lot of wood. Is there... Does it seem like they're more skilled at wood cutting than the, the dwarves, though? No, right? At stone cutting? Yeah. In other words, this building is not the same level as if dwarves made it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where you look at it and you think, oh, how sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so, how they tried to do that. So maybe you could say, suggest to them, or maybe use this things like, you can recommend maybe some better ways to fortify and or better ways to cut stuff. Well, that, that would, that, that would yeah, definitely could, earn their good graces. Walks in, oh, wow. Ugh. You I know, said, it would be I, so much yeah, better if you... Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about as like an aside point or something. Well, and if I, he said it feels cold inside, just like outside. I mean, dwarves can cut them stones so that they don't let no drafts in. And it was it'd more be of a, in there. more of a cold of unwelcoming ah. than, oh, well, than physical cold. Although it is chilly in there. In my mind, I'm thinking it's maybe 50 to 60 degrees with the rain coming down like it is. Oof. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be kind of cold. So it's going to feel like 45. Yeah, He's plus just the trying to build a feel of hostility here because these are like, Bad Watani. Well, we yeah. don't know that. I do want to back up just a couple steps and describe briefly, as you make your way up this road, you're passing through crowded-in buildings, houses that are maybe one or two stories tall, but they're crowded in on the street. It, it feels very close. They're also built out of the gray stone. The streets are just muddy and slick and running with water. Uh, there's also a fetid smell in the air. There's, it's probably like slit trenches to for sewage mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It's not terribly appealing. And this is different than the other Watani, which were more of like tents and stuff, right? Tents and things. But again, that's largely because of the nature of their situation. Right. They're they're being pressed by these armies, so they're they're not in their normal settlements. There are occasional flashes of yellow light coming through closed shutters, and you think maybe you see a couple of faces peering out here and there, but every time you turn to look, they pull back quickly. Also, as you approach the doors of the Great Hall, as you're standing there in the rain, feeling the water trickling down the back of your necks, uh, there are boar banners on either side of the door. So is there anything else you want to say while you're out here in the rain? Tira is studiously peering at the stone, 
mm-hmm. and she seems lost in thought. But Peter and Womberbash, any ideas, any conversation? You just hear shivering sounds. Do I smell a uh, fire inside, uh, like a campfire, or like a, a, a type of like a warming hearth or some some type? And do I smell food cooking? Do you I don't smell any food. Okay. There's maybe the faintest hint of smoke. Okay. If there is a fire going in there, it's not close to the door. How are they dressed? Are they different uh, different than the other Watani and stuff like that? They're generally dressed the same. Because you've only really seen horsemen so far, they're wearing riding gear. And so it's a little more supple and maybe made for the kind of weather. Now, it's been 100 plus years since the rift have they changed in appearance are they lighter skin darker skin are they are they different in appearance than the other watani or not really these tend to be a little taller okay compared to the watani that you saw in steading us and for i'll say an xp can you remember without looking at your sheets what the name of this city is oh man i didn't write it down uh, that's close so I guess take a, a joint experience point. <laughs> I'm taking a point. <laughs> I need points. And what was the Edeline translation? Roughly? White Hill. White. <laughs> Good. White Hill. White Hill. So Hirdenklud is actually Old English. It means uh, strong hill. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are the kinds of things that you see. Tira, anything you want to say? Are we seeing mostly men at this point, or is it a mix of both men and women as riders? There are a few women riders, but mostly men. And um, I'll say also that what you notice in your examination of the stone is the building has seen better days. They did use mortar, which to a dwarf's eyes is like, eh, rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as you don't cut the stone right, I right, guess, you yeah. need mortar. If you absolutely have to. Yeah. And that is crumbling, and the thatch, as you... Notice that your eyes travel upward. You notice the thatch has maybe some mold growing on it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not been replaced terribly recently. Do they seem to live a more oppressed and or not oppressed, but a more, um, they don't seem to be as well squalid off squalid, as the yeah. other, the other tribe we just came from. The feeling that you got in the presence of the Martianess was one of openness and generosity and family. Uh, so the the meeting together in the evenings mm-hmm. to eat, that kind of thing. Uh, here, you're not getting that same feeling. Everyone has a house, and that's where they stay. And maybe the hall is reserved for business or for going for a specific purpose. Uh, it does feel a little bit colder, but it doesn't feel oppressed. Okay. The guard comes back after a couple of minutes, and maybe you have the impression that he made you wait a little longer than you needed to. The door swings open. And inside, you can see, down at the far end, distant torchlight. Like in a room? It's indicating a a room where someone is? Again, it's a long hall, just like uh, the one in Stating Us. Long, open with pillars along the sides. And because it's so dimly lit in here, Terry, you can see better. Yeah. Uh, You do see a couple of figures, guards, with weapons, uh, and they are watching you as you stroll in. All right, so I'm going to start walking, um, and I anticipate Peter and, and Tira are technically on either mm-hmm. side of mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to start walking down this long hall. How long does it take for me to get to the end? Uh, five minutes? Is that no, long? No, or, no. So like, like 
a few seconds. Okay, okay. But it it feels longer than it actually is. So when I when I come, uh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to look at Tira and I'm going to look at Peter and then I'm going to look at who I'm assuming is Dinesh and uh, what is it, Desantis? What's his name? Dunsey. 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 Okay. I can spell it for you if you want. No, that's fine. As you've been walking up, you've noticed that your boots are just leaving trails of mud on the floor. And as you stop, water begins dripping onto the stone floor and the sound echoes through the room. All right. Um, so I stop and I'm, I, I'm assuming this is Dunsey, right? And I'm going to say, um, please forgive us for... What time is it? It's hard to tell. Uh, it's probably around noon. Okay. I'm going to say, um, please forgive us for um, our impertinence. Our I, trespass. I, I say that. Um, our trespass. Or, mm. Yeah. Uh, he, barging uh, in. Yeah. He, I say, uh, um, um, we're, we're sorry for barging in unannounced. Um, but, you know, we would, we would like to talk with you about. Um, you will address me with proper respect. Here, hang on a second. Sincerest apologies, our Lord. Forgive us this trespass. We come seeking an audience. With me? Yes, my Lord. It seems like you're here to show off. To make a spectacle of yourself. That was not our intent. From where do you hail, foreigners? Arden. Near Flynnmore. Flynnmore. He spits to the side. Oh dear. Nice out, Peter. (laughs) Why do you trespass on... Witani lands. We came to ask you about the armies, dark armies forming <laughs> outside of your borders. Dark armies. Prattling tales told by whimpering girls. We've seen them. Whose word am I to take about that? I don't know you from anyone. That is true. But we can give you more information because we think that they're going to move against you at some point. I've heard this many times before from that whimpering girl down in the south. I have no need for these tales. Be gone. They aren't tales. Tira goes into a rage. Yeah. (laughs) We have faced this army ourselves, and we know that they're coming. You can ignore a sense of urgency. You could ignore us if you want to. Just don't come crying to anyone when your home lies in charred ruins. I don't think that's. I don't work. think that's a good way to do it either. I don't think that's I, so I was going to start off with something like that because of Tira's impulsive nature, but she's also, I mean, she's grown from just being an irritated, you know, little brat at the beginning. This is important, and she understands this is important, and it won't. It won't do to get kicked out before they even had a chance to try and rally the armies. Because the point is to get them to rally together so that we can go on, we can leave them here, a unified people, and then we can go on and continue what we're supposed to be doing, which is finding these pillars. What, so we've what? got to get them unified so that we can leave them to do the army thing back here while we go on. Sort of, sort of stemming to what you already started to say, you could say, hey, look, just know this, that we have fought them and they are indeed real. Mm-hmm. And we thought we would come here to not only warn you, but also ask that if you would be part of a, an uprising to defend your lands as well mm-hmm. as these lands here or something mm-hmm. like that. Do you have any things that you've taken from your fights don't, or any don't, scars? Don't we have one of the masks? I don't. Or any scars that you've gotten from the fighting, that kind of thing? That's <sighs> something that you could show, look, this is real. Did I have a... I got scars on my arms. That's from the Delve collapse. That's not from the battle. So that would be irrelevant. 
trying to think if I had any. I could always drop my pants and show him the black, uh, the black, uh, the black posies. flowers on his <laughs> legs. <laughs> Those do come back from time to time. You're wearing pants. I thought you were just. I was joking. We have faced these, this dark army ourselves. I assure you they are very real. If you care about protecting your land, you will hear what we have to say. Our land is safe enough. We are far from any of those weak, civilized places that you softer sort put so much faith in. Oh, really? Your roof's about to fall in. You hear muttering from the guards behind you, although it's hard to tell whether they are muttering in support of what you've said Mm -hmm. or otherwise. About time someone talked about that leak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This bucket needs to be moved. It doesn't seem like you're too concerned with the, uh, what was where I was going to use there? Welfare? Nah, I guess so, but that wasn't where I was going. I just totally lost the train of where I was going with that. But you, you could always go with, with all due respect, you had three people kind of just roll up in here relatively easily. That's true. That's true. You, you could say, I, and the, the, yeah. the, I mean, the, the army that's coming is huge. There you go. <laughs> I'll they, say that. And they wield yeah. No, they, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm the, he's, I'm the yeah. zero charisma I know. One, I'll, I'll so. do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because I'm the one that's up here trying to be bold and whatnot. But he can get points for that later. With all due respect to your hard and uncivilized ways, <laughs> is that he a goes, climbing down your bed? <laughs> oh, I hate it when people say that. Okay. I won't say with all <laughs> no, due I'm, respect. I'm just kidding. You say um, whatever. All right. With due respect to your hardened and uncivilized ways, the three of us just stormed your gates with zero resistance. The army that's coming, which I assure you is very real, is far stronger than three people. Your roofs are in need of repair. Your buildings are falling apart. I can help you with that. And if I can help you with shoring up these little buildings, maybe you should think about listening to us in regards to this army that's coming. You sound just like the others down there. What others? That self-proclaimed Marchioness and her ragtag band of so-called warriors. The heat has made them soft. They only want to draw us into some conflict that may or may not exist to save their skins. No, I have no need for weaklings. (laughs) Let me see here. Miss 20 strength. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think <laughs> hey, of a good, weakling, a good thing. Weakling, weakling, arm wrestle. We're here right now. I do have intimidation, right? I did that to somebody one time. Yes, it's like, it's colored in and whatnot. So, because remember I did that to somebody one time and they immediately did what I said. But I'm trying to think of a way, like a cinematic way to, in, to incorporate that. So, so you should challenge him to a, a fight. And if you win, he will listen to us. Okay, he's getting like so many points. In Northvale, because I can't think of anything, and he's totally telling me what to do. Say, or, or, so. say, 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 um, say something like, uh, "You, I'll challenge you to a fight, and if I win, then then, then you will listen. You'll to listen us. to what we have to say. And, but if 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 you win, we'll leave. We'll leave. And 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 if he's like says something like he's like, I I challenged you because I assumed you are the strongest, but I'll take <laughs> on your strongest warrior. <laughs> All right. Sorry, there's a lot of asides going on here because I'm very low on inspiration today. But I think he should get some or something. All right. Where were we? You said soft people. Weaklings. Weaklings. Oh, yeah. So you said weaklings. All right. So Tyr is going to stare him straight in the eye. 
So you're using intimidation? To challenge him to the fight? Yeah. You'll have to roll and hopefully it'll, it'll work. And, you know, <laughs> and hopefully because, it'll look, work. You're saying this in the presence of some yeah. of his people. So you're challenging his authority as well as well. But what do I respond? need to use intimidation for that? Because it, you're going to exude that feeling across maybe. everybody. If he backs okay. down, he's going to look weak. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe if he doesn't agree from the outset, then you can be like, oh, you will back down from my challenge in front of your own people. Yeah. Clinks, clinks of a die roll. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, I'm talking to her. Yeah. I'm telepathy thing. Her, hey, say yeah, this, yeah, Tara. Yeah. Remember, you do have telepathy. As I'm saying, I do. Yeah. I'm like, say this, Tara. I'm not sure how much of this is going to stay. <laughs> I know, I know. You just, this is just to get me, so I know what to say, and then you can just cut all this out and just get to the part where I'm saying the, the cool thing. You think us weak. All right. I challenge you to a fight. If you win, we'll leave, and you guys can go about your day as if we had never come in here. But if I win... You will listen to what we have to say. I very much have in mind uh, Denethor from yes. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. The steward of Gondor who, uh, who sends Faramir off to die, basically. And so that kind of stringy hair, kind of this lank, greasy hair. And he's, he's always kind of leaning back in his chair, that kind of thing. So that's who I have in mind for this. Why should I bother? That's all I was going to say. Hey, hey, say, say, well, then we're not going anywhere then. Yeah. <laughs> just totally feeding me all <laughs> just, just, just say you back down from a challenge in yeah. front of your people. Yeah. Are you going to back down from this challenge in front of everybody? I have others who can take care of this. Send them. Bring it. Yeah, right? In fact, you will face Lath. But it won't be you. But it won't be her. It'll be who? I want it to be you. <laughs> Great. No, Since you have so much to show off. It really should be her. <laughs> why, why was it not going to be me? Because you're when the did, bold one, I guess. When, but when did he say that? When did he say, I don't want you to... I, th- I thought it was just that he was like, I'm not going to fight you. Lath will fight you. No, he, I, ju- he just said, but it won't be you. I want it to be you. And he looks directly at you, Womberbash. You seem to have so much power. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm, you have no idea, I, I, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna play it up, and I'm, I'm just gonna look at at Tira and like look like this. I, I'm and for oh, those folks who can't see my face, I'm gonna look like hesitant, maybe a little afraid, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna look back at him. I'm sort of playing him up because I'm yeah. not afraid. No. As he says the name Lath with a th at the end, the the guards behind you, you can hear a collective gasp, an intake of breath, and then Duncey rises from his chair and just gives you a little flick of the wrist like, go on. They'll show you where you need to go. See you at the pit. Okay, I'm gonna just like look at Tira and like she's gonna now take over, I think, and she's gonna lead the way and I'll follow behind. (laughs) I'm just gonna look back up at Duncey. We'll be there. He smirks and turns and goes into one of the back rooms of the hall and the guards lead you out. Okay. You step out from under the thatch, and it, again, it was damp and kind of chilly in this room. The only, the only warmth was from the two torches on either side of Dunsey's chair. And so as you step back out into the rain, you feel like you've... Yes, it feels the same. Yeah, you've not been inside at all. Yeah. But you step out, and the rain is just pelting down. The guards lead you 
They are giving you a little bit of a birth. They were the ones who saw what you did. And they've heard their Lord's words. And it's hard to put a finger on it exactly, but there's a feeling of watchfulness from them. And not like they don't know who you are, so they're, they're watching you, but more like uh, they're trying to size you up. And so they lead you down the track back down towards the town. But instead of going straight out toward the gate, they make a right. And you're going to the far side of the hill from the direction you came. And as you get down a short but straight street, you hear voices as a horn is sounding. And the guards lead you around to the side of this circular wall. And in fact, the... Uh, the circle is set into the hill, so it makes it's using the hill as the walls partly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they guide you to a staircase that leads down to a room. Is this the rancor pit? <laughs> <laughs> and in this room, it's kind of like a fitting room. You have time to prepare. Uh, anything that you want to do, Wamberbash. Uh, is this, this going to be with weapons or without weapons? Is this going to be a fisticuff or is this going to be a full-on weapon battle? They are allowing you to take your Panabas with you. Wow. But that is it. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually um, take my panabas and I'm going to take off all of my clothes and uh, put it over to the side. So I'm going to walk into this uh, area buck. And you're showing them that you have nothing else with you. Right. The horn sounding was the signal to the people of White Hill that there's a gathering. And apparently they have some elaborate system of notes or blasts or something because people are gathering at the pit. There are some scant awnings around the side, the the top of the walls, so that people can sit there and look down into the pit. Across the way, there is a wooden gate that is closed. Tira and Peter, you are in the preparation room. You're welcome to go up and watch if you want, or you can stay here. If we, like... Not staying in the room, but is there a way we can be at the, like, not in the arena, I guess, but just down on that level, in the, maybe standing in the mouth of the tunnel that he comes up to go out there? I don't don't, don't know if I'm picturing it the same way as you mean it. Yeah, so there is a, there's a short tunnel that leads from the preparation room out to the pit. Yeah, can we stay in there? You can. I don't want to be up in the stands like a spectator. I want to be down there on the level. As soon as Wamberbash steps out, an iron grate falls down and covers the entrance to the tunnel to prevent you from running back in. And just to clarify, I do have my thing on with my star stone, though. I mean, if not, I'll just use a star stone in my chest, but I'm just saying I still have my star stone. They want you to have all that off. Okay. All right. I'll use my star stone in my chest then. (laughs) Okay. You step out into the circle of the pit. As you step out, voices are echoing in the stone chamber around you. And looking up, you can see white faces peering down. And then there's one more blast of the horn. And the voices go quiet. And there's a sense of expectation in the air. And Tira, Peter, you can feel the hair on your neck stand up. From behind the gate in front of you, Womberbash, you hear a heavy snort. And then a musky, a thick, musky smell fills the air. And then the gate is yanked open, 
And the first thing that you notice are two tiny red eyes that seem to glow red in the dark of the tunnel ahead of you. Let's roll for initiative. Are we all rolling for initiative? No, it's him and me. Oh, good. It was a terrible roll. I rolled uh, 16 plus 3, so 19. Okay. <laughs> You're definitely going first. Yes. What are you going to do? Have I gleaned or perceived that it's an animal behind this gate and not a person? I assumed Lath was a person. It is hard to tell. All you see is two gleaming red eyes in the dark. I need to determine if I'm going to kill or if I'm going to just try to defeat. The musky smell is very reminiscent of animals that you have been around. Okay. I am going to take my panabis and I'm going to twirl it once and, and stick it into the ground close to the, where I came in at the gate. And then I'm going to turn around and step like a couple, a couple more feet further in and I'm going to lower my head and I'm going to put both hands over my chest and then I'm going to sp- dispel a couple of side points here. Okay. I'm going to do two for tough hide and that's going to bring me up to 19 armor class. All right. Hold on one moment. Oh, no. <laughs> Your hide begins to thicken, and then you feel it's almost like the top of your head is caving in, and then there's this weird creaking sound, and suddenly, where Wamberbash was standing is a large, empty barrel. It's like you just suddenly morphed into a barrel. Like, I I literally look like a barrel at this point? Yes, you are a barrel. And I'm behind an iron gate now, aren't I? Yeah. The red eyes glinting in the dark... Suddenly close and reopen. You're seeing this, Tira. And then a huge form barrels out. Barrels. Oh, man. (laughs) Barrels out into the pit. And rushing toward the barrel that is Wamberbash is a monster the likes of which you have never seen. Spikes, metal, all sorts of things cover it. But underneath is what looks like a gigantic boar. Okay. It rushes straight for you. I mean, was that the end of my turn? That was the end of your... I mean, what are you going to do as a barrel? Okay. (laughs) It splashes towards you, and you feel, even in your wooden state, you feel the ground... Rumbling? ...shuddering underneath you. About halfway across the pit, the boar realizes there's nothing here. There's nothing living. And so it slides to a stop right in the middle of the pit. And the red eyes look very suspiciously all around. And there's a snort. And then it begins to turn around and and look. And the spikes, the wicked spikes on all sides of it just look horrendous. After a moment, it's almost like uh, when you have arms or legs that have fallen asleep and life begins to return to them. You start to feel that again. And you pop back out of the barrel shape and into your form. Okay. okay. I'm thinking somebody else turned you into a barrel to it protect is, you from this thing. It is your turn. Okay. I'm going to, um, <laughs> I'm going to spend uh, five side points. <laughs> and I'm going to turn into a boar myself, like I did previously. And then I'm going to ask to do an... Um, 
an animal handling against the boar to try to establish some some level of do- to intimidate them to have to sort of have some like dominance. Okay. With with my with my uh, squeal and uh, my uh, snorts and my moving of my um, my feet Oof. and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, you want to describe the boar transformation again? Yeah. So again, what I uh, I'll drop back down, and next thing you know, my chest comes out, uh, and I'm yelling as a man at first, and then I I bow back down, and my my spine just starts cracking again, and you see the spine sort of come out. Now I'm naked at this point, so you're going to see a lot more features, maybe that would look boarish. You're going to see a little bit more of my um, rib cage pop out a little bit more. My my nose starts to pop out. I have like. Uh, Tusks. Uh, the the uh, tusks Not that come fans. out. Look those up sometime. Boar tusks. Yeah, they're no those joke. are wicked looking. Yeah, yeah, they're no joke. And sometimes they even like really, really curl up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next thing you know, my like I said, my my fingers like come up and I I start turning into like hooves or whatever. And next thing you know, I'm like. <laughs> And I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna come back down, and I'm gonna scratch or whatever, and just squeal, and I'm gonna be looking dead, dead at this thing, and I want to try to use animal handling to try to. I think it needs to be an intimidation check and okay. not animal handling. Man, I don't have an advantage on that though. Mm. Okay. Oh, let's do it. Just how I trained you, dice. Just how I trained you. Seventeen. I'll roll. The squealing catches the boar's attention, and it wheels back around, but it doesn't seem to be phased by your squeal. In fact, it gives an even louder squeal and plants its feet and charges. Okay. It splashes through the mud. Uh, Mud is just flying in giant clods behind it as it's rushing toward you. It covers the 20 feet with little difficulty. Natural 20. Oh, no. It does 19 points of damage, and you are uh, you need to do a saving throw, a strength saving throw, which you should have advantage on. I do. Because you're focused on this uh, branch of... Actually, I don't, because I didn't do anything from the brute force. I only did it from ah. the bestial. However, I am going to spend five side points... And as a bonus action, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, as a reaction, when I am hit by an attack, I shift down to a minute size to avoid this attack. The attack misses. I'm going to say it's a natural 20, and it's on you before you can... That doesn't say that here on the rules. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me back up. It's going to do damage. I'll, I'll, I'll give okay. you half damage on it. Because it was a critical, I didn't okay. roll double damage. Okay. The first batch was 19. The second one is 7, 18, 19. Uh, so 38 damage, of which you'll take 19. Okay. And then after that, I um, move up to 5 feet without provoking an opportunity of attacks before returning to my normal size. Okay. You shrink down, but it's too late. One of the spikes gouges you as you're shrinking. And you cry out in your boorish voice. And in fact, the, the pitch goes up as you shrink. Thing <laughs> <laughs> thing with have a sleep there. You got him. And you shift five feet. Yes, I shift five feet. Okay. Uh, to which 
Which way? I'm going to go to, like, as he hit me, I'm going to shift to its right. Okay. And I'm going to be facing him. Okay. Because uh, then I'm going to then, it's going to be my turn, right? Yes, it will okay. be. Tira. Uh, yeah, so I'm behind the iron gate. Yes. Is there any way for me to backtrack and get into this, or like, get back up into the stands and jump down? You can try and go up the stairs out of this room. Uh, so you rush back. Yes. You head to the top of the stairs only to find that the door up there has been closed. What's it made of? Wood. I'm taking up my axe and chopping that boy down. Okay. Uh, that is going to take your turn. That's fine. I'm getting there. All right. So go ahead and uh, roll to hit the door. 15 plus what? Nine. Okay. That will be sufficient to hit the door. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> With a 24. Yeah. I would be able to hit a door that's not moving or standing there or doing anything. You grab onto this axe. Mm-hmm. You raise it over your head and you chop into the door and... <laughs> Max damage, so that is actually 18. <laughs> the door explodes into splinters. <laughs> I'm going to say that the door sags but doesn't give way completely. Can I, can I kick it down and continue through it? Like uh, You will not be able to continue on this turn. But you've basically cut a hole in it that will allow you to go through next turn with no issue. Just as a side note, because I had a previous turn, I did get plus two side points and actually then a plus one for using, I mean, a plus two for my turn and my thing and a plus one for using side points. So it was three. So it's actually, I got um, 16 points of damage and not 19. You still took 19. Right. But, but it, it's really only 16 against my hit points. Uh Okay. Peter, are you going to do anything? Tira has just left you. She has rushed up the stairs and has begun. You hear the splintering sound of wood as her axe chops into the door that is holding you in this room. I think I'm going to rush over and see if I can help get through the door at all. Okay. Uh, let's do that. Uh, so you you see what she's done and you grab onto the edge where she's splintered it as she's pulling her axe out and you're pulling to make room for her to slide through on Basically. the next turn. Womberbash, back to you. Okay. I am going to, since I went five feet to his right and I'm just, I'm basically looking at his side. Is this a male or female pig? Male. Fantastic. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend um, two side points for feet of strength. And I'm just going to rush and try to clobber this thing to knock it over on its side. You're going to run into a spike? Is there spikes on the side of it as well? It is covered. It's like, it's like in, an armored pig. Is there spikes underneath him, though? No. I'm going to like Harpoon go, him. go low and go up underneath to try to lift him up and push him over is what, is, is what I'm going to try to do. Okay. It, does that seem feasible with the spikes? I, I'm not really sure what it's these feasible. spikes look like. Yeah, it's absolutely feasible. Uh, you can slide underneath. You can like push against the ground and try and, and lift it. I'm going to warn you, this pig is hefty and with armor on top of it. So you, by all means, go ahead. I mean, well, this is, I know this is going to be hard for you to, to answer, but like, can I perceive that it is possible to do this or is it, am, can I not, am I dumb, d- dumb and I don't perceive that this is like a dumb move? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I don't know how to ask, ask the, you know what I'm saying? Your piggy little mind is looking for an advantage and you think you have found one. I mean, underbelly, you know. All right. I'm going to do it. Uh, feet of strength. Um. And I'm going to... Now, how does this work? So I'm going to see if I am able to do it. Give me then, a dexterity check to beat a DC of 12 to make sure you can get under the pig. Okay. 
I am able to get under the pig. It's big, so it's standing okay. up off the ground. Even though it's a low-set animal, yeah. it's big. Mm-hmm. So you squelch underneath it. You brace yourself so you got your back against it, or how? how no, you- I'm actually um, I'm using my head to get up underneath it. I'm going to use my shoulders in the back right here, and with my legs, I'm going to push mm-hmm. this thing to lift it up and over. So okay. I'm up underneath it. Okay, sort of, so to speak. Yeah. All right. So you grab it underneath like you're doing a fireman's carry. Yeah. yeah. And you lift with your legs. You're driving forward with your legs, and you're yelling. You're just like it's kind of a yell mingled with a yeah. squeal. Go ahead and roll me a strength check, and this is going to be a DC of 15, and I'm going to make it with disadvantage because you're doing this in mud. Okay. Do I still get my plus five for strength? Yeah, you get you get the plus, but you're going to be doing it at disadvantage. Oh. You right, I'm, the same. I'm a luck point. I'm a luck point that. You have inspiration first. Oh, yeah, inspiration. You rolled a four with both dice. <laughs> I love dice. Well, no, it's with the disadvantage, so I have to yeah, take the so a lower one. Yeah, plus so five. it's yeah, plus five. Uh, no, and don't I get a uh, don't I get anything else? That's it. Okay, so it's eleven. Okay, you strain, and the pig squirms, and basically flattens you out into the mud. Can my can my tusks have done damage to his side? <laughs> I mean, as underbelly. You were you were trying to flip him over. You weren't okay. attacking. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Lath is in an awkward position. Uh, and so he's going to dance to the side <laughs> and then turn to face you. But because you're prone, it's it's hard for He can't really look down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to attack you, but at disadvantage. I rolled two sevens. So a total of 12 to hit. My armor class is 19. Yeah. So that uh, did not work. Okay. But the breath washes over you, and that same musky smell fills your nostrils. Uh, so let's go to Peter. You are holding the door. You're you're pulling, peeling the splintered wood back. Tira, you managed to squirm through. All right. Where do I find myself? You're on a little bit more staircase that leads up to where the seating is. All right. I'm going to sprint up the stairs, and do I then, when I get to the top, am, so I'm imagining it kind of like, like a coliseum. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like gladiator style. Yeah. All right. So when I get to the top of the stairs, is that, am I now along the wall and people you are. And, and the stands are resting behind me? I'm going to sprint to the top of the stairs and I'm going to like handspring over the wall and into the dirt, into the pit. As you jump, you register in your periphery of your uh, awareness voices, a voice shouting, and it sounds like Duncy. All right. You have no honor. I'm also going to, yeah, I'm going to say, Tira, wait. But the voices, I mean, everyone is cheering and shouting and, and like, everything. whatever. <laughs> and you hit the ground splat. splat. Hint. Yep, three points stands. Three points stands, that's right. Acts like this. Okay. And I'm- Oh, dude. Handspring, legs going up over the right-hand side while my right hand's pulling the axe out. So when I land, three-point spring, axe over my head, ready to go. Okay. I'm going to say that all that activity and getting down in there- cost you another turn i didn't do anything it was just all that's all flavor that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of movement though and fine well let's see let's just, let's just run up the stairs and get into the thing yeah if you i'll say that 40 feet of movement got you into the pit up the stairs or the rest of the stairs mm-hmm. around to where you jumped in but the boar is not in attack oh, range right 
there's about 10 feet between you and the boar. Fine. Peter. Peter follows closely behind. When he just has sight of the boar, it's guiding bolt time. So you're standing, standing up on the wall? Yeah, basically. Can I say something during this? Yeah. I'm going to stand, I'm going to, you know, like try to get up a little bit or I'm going to turn my head and say, wait, stop. This, this is my fight. You're losing. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm already holding on the finger like, gun don't. and I go. Finger gun. <laughs> this is, this is my fight. Stop. I lower the finger gun. <laughs> Put the safety on. <laughs> I, I were down to twirl around a bit and it's yeah. holster. <laughs> All right. So I, he's got his hand out like this. Tara, stop. I'm going to look him in the face and maybe, so now I, I rise from my three-point spring, or my three-point stance, and I'm just keeping eye contact with Bash. My axe doesn't go, I don't holster it, I'm just going to kind of, it's going to lower a little bit. Instead of being like raised ready, I'm just going to kind of, but I got my eyes yep. on it. I'm with you. Uh, it is the piggy's turn. No, no, oh, it's ba- Bash so, goes Yeah, it is Bash's turn. Uh, hang on a second. So like, Raising my, like, lowering my finger gun didn't take all my turn. <laughs> yeah, actually did the finger gun. Yeah, I actually do finger guns. <laughs> yeah, he I, said I, that in past episodes. I, oh, has he really? Yeah, it's, it's always been finger gun. But anyway, I'm just going to very subtly, uh, so wait, how damaged are you? He took 16 points, yeah, of, or 16. 19 points of damage, but three temporary hit points <sighs> of bolster. I might as well. I have healing words, so I'm just going to just like whisper under my breath, because I have a range of 60 feet. I'm going to whisper under my breath, feel better, buddy. <laughs> feel better, buddy. <laughs> and uh, It's actually less than 16, because then on my next turn, I got another three. You take 19 points of damage. Right. But you're getting some hit points. But every single temporary. turn, I the get... Temporary hit points. That's a separate pool. And now the next time you get hit, it'll it, it go from the, the temporary goes first, and then your regular hit points okay. drop. And you, nevertheless, you're going to get a little bit of healing just because I feel like being nice. He wants to do something this turn. All right, you get seven hit points. Wamberbash, you don't hear any of what Peter says, but a, a glow of warmth passes across your shoulders. And you feel a little bit of vigor return to you. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Tiger. All right, Wombard Bash, it is your turn. I'm a pig. Um, okay. Go get him. I'm going to um, stand up in full. I'm covered in mud now, yep. but I'm still in boar form. Boar yes. form. <laughs> um, I am going to... Um, how far away am I from my Panabas at this point? You've got it. He, he stuck no, it on the ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ground oh, right, right, right. Uh, ten feet. Okay, so I'm going to grab my Panabis. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get an advantage or anything on uh, on that. Does if he? you do, if you Can run I to go, step it. If you run to go get it, then it will get an attack on you. If you choose to disengage, that's going to take your attack. But you will be able to go get I'm it. I'm going to run go get it. Okay. You lunge for your Panabis. And behind you, there's that weird sensation like, as a kid, did you ever feel like something was chasing oh, yeah, you up the yeah, stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right behind you. I rolled an 18 plus. All right, can I, can I turn around with my Panabas and just kneel like this with it like, as like a spike when I get it? This is you running away to go get your Panabas. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So like, what I'm doing You is- haven't gotten it yet. So the moment because you, your back is turned, you're running away. He's got an attack on you. I'm mean, pretty fast. The moment the moment you run, turn your back and run for your panavas, it lunges after you, and the tusks gouge you. I'm going to spend five side points and do the uh, uh, sudden shift. 
Okay, this time it does not hit you. And there's a very confused sound from Lath as you duck below its muzzle. Oink. (laughs) And so with that, you'll only be able to move five feet. Because that's what your shift allows you to do? That's fine. Okay. Um, Did I go at least a foot when I tried to move? Yeah, you you turned, and in turning, that's when it attacked you. Okay. So now you drop down as a reaction, five feet, and then I guess you pop back up to your regular size? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've not used your movement yet. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to go the extra distance to grab my uh, Panabas, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to have it sticking straight out right at him. So if even if he comes at me, he's going to run into it at the very least. Okay. So. All right. Uh, you still have an attack yeah, if you yeah, want that to was, use it. Yeah, because that, that was just a reaction. Um, it, how close is he to me? You're 10 feet away from it by the iron grate where Tiro was standing. What's the, what's the range of my Panavis? Five feet? Yeah, five. Well, I mean, you, could, you still have some movement left, right? You do have a little bit of movement. You can close the gap. Okay. I'm going to attack it. And I'm going to come up with, uh, you know, in Lord of the Rings where the the, um, the, elves. the elves had the spears and they just come up from around up and like up. I'm just going to slice them, try to slice up his, his, his schnage. Okay, go for it. Okay. I, oh, I didn't already do it. <laughs> I have to actually roll to see if I hit. You do. You're not Tira, you know. <laughs> roll the chaos down. I'm going to luck point it. <gasps> luck point. Is that a one? Yes. yes. I'm going to put you back, and I'm going to grab, grab you other one, the other one. <laughs> oh, I had better luck with this one. And I'm going to say that I am going to uh, spend, if I hit, I'm going to spend um, five side points for the brute strike. Please. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look, because every, oh, time no. I've, every time I've stared at it, it always I'm comes watching. out low. That's the problem. No. That's what? Do I, get, do I get? That's what, a 15? Yeah, it's a 15, but is that going to hit? Or? It does not. Your Panabas hits one of the spikes as you're trying to and, bring and it up. Clinks. And it clinks off. It was close. In fact, before you swung, you were plotting your attack move. Mm-hmm. That's where the luck points come in. You thought, maybe I'll go, th- no, I'll go this way. No. Okay. And then your final attempt almost scored, but uh, it was not enough. All right. Piggy. I'm going to keep this warmed up. Yeah. Sit on it. The boar's tusks flash towards you. Does not hit. It was lumbering towards you and it reached its head down and was coming up with a thrust of its head and missed completely. Tira? All right, I'm going to make eye contact with Bash. No. What do you want me to do? Stay. This is my fight. Stay. Yeah. Stay. This is my fight. (laughs) Stay, Tira. This is my fight. Oh, man, I'm so torn. I'm, I'm trying to decide if Tira would disregard that or if she would honor it. Please honor it. <sighs> you can see uh, Dunsey leaning against the railing. His hands are clenched and his face mm-hmm. is almost purple with rage. And he's shouting down. But again, everyone is shouting. So his yeah. words are completely lost. Right. Tira is on the brink here. Think on of- the brink. If, I, I was going to say, if that... If that boar had hit on that turn, I was going to go into a rage, and that was it. That was going to be it. There's too much writing on but, this, Tira. I know, but see, but okay, so I'm going to say that since the boar did not hit that time, Tira is on the brink, but 
you know, from the warning look from Bash and trying to make sure that this goes right so that we can talk to these people, she's not going to do anything right now. But I tell you, if that boar hits on the next turn, it's rage on, buddy. All right, Peter, mm. you're just watching at this point. I can't in any way try and like grab Tira or anything, can She's I? She's down in the pit. Yeah, yeah I thought so. That's a good 10 pit. feet down. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, lasso time. <laughs> I run to the edge and tire. I don't know. Nope, you ain't got time for that. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, you know my wishes too, right? I know, Peter? I know, I know. Okay. So I, I'm going to stand there. It's just that I want to try and like neutralize Tira. <laughs> They're all turning on me. What is up with this? Okay, we, this is diplomacy. We're trying. This is diplomacy. I'm gonna guiding bolt Tira. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. It's just that. Um. Well. We, what, this we, is cowboy diplomacy right here. What we need, we need to win this fight, but in an honorable way, so that way he'll be receptive to us. Because sure, he, uh, sure, if if we win through overpowering the beast with our numbers, sure he'll have to listen to us, but he won't listen to us because he'll be mad because we have no honor. But of course, I can't talk to you about this because you're down yeah, there. Yeah, you're meta. Get out of here. So I'm Back just going. Bash. I'm just going to run to the edge and watch. Okay, Wamberbash, it is your turn. I'm going to uh, reposition myself with my Panabas and going to uh, strike him again or try to attack him again with Brute Strike. Do you still have a luck point? Nope. I do. You do? I have one more left. How many did you have? He's only used two. He has three at max. Good night. I'm going to take it. I have inspiration from something. I'm (laughs) going to take it. I am out of luck points. Dude, this better work. Uh, I didn't hit. Are you sure they're called luck points? <laughs> no kidding. While we're bash, you plant your foot to give another thrust of your panabas, and your foot slips out from underneath you. This mud is just wreaking havoc. The rain continues to pour down. Puddles are forming in the pit. It's it's a mess. Mud through through all the charging and everything. Mud is splattered up on the walls. Even some of the spectators who have been leaning over have gotten mud splashed in their faces. It's a mess. You better hope this pig don't hit. It's gonna hit. <laughs> was gone. it? Was it a uh, a critical? No. It's not going to hit then. Okay. Let me do something. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that, man. All you can see, Wamberbash, is a sudden, terribly realistic image of the boar charging you, skewering you with its tusks, and pinning you to the wall. And as your life leaks out, you're looking down and you see that there's no hope for you. I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw at your spell DC. Do I get my spell attack bonus? Nope. So you, you get your wisdom save bonus. Now I have uh, advantage on wisdom because I used I'm um, in bestial form. That's not working the way you think it works. While focused on this discipline, you have advantage on wisdom. Focus checks. on discipline is determined at resting time. You have, to fo- you have to say, I want to focus on this discipline. I'm resting up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not. That's what I perceive. Yes. I'm thinking that this role is to decide whether you realize it's not real or not. He does not. It's real. <laughs> it's real in my mind. Okay. That fear is going to be with you for a couple of turns. Okay. Until, you realize, until reality crashes back in. Okay. Um, now, do I get a bonus action? I think it's your turn. Yeah, it's the pig's turn. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that would be a reaction. Okay. Right. 
you've used your reaction to do the the hunker down thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like these people are starting to sound like me. You are now basically rooted. So in what place. do I look like to other people? Am I just standing there? Yeah, you're standing there, shell shocked. Your eyes are just wide open, and you're you're like patting your stomach. All right. Trying to figure out where does it where did it get me? All right. Tira, it is your turn. It's on. Don't. Guess what? You're going to ruin it. Well, we'll deal with that later. I wasn't even... You you don't know any of that happened. No. What I see is you are now standing there shell-shocked and doing nothing. And Tira has tried to be good. And she has tried to honor you. And this is it. That's it. She's done. Rage. That's it. All right. Describe it. All right. Tira sees... Uh, the I guess the boar. I don't know what what is the boar actually doing. It charged and it's okay. it's confused because again he he shrunk down right. and zipped away and then popped up five feet away. All right, so I see the boar charging. It's clearly determined on you, and I see Bash standing there. I'm I'm imagining him like eyes like saucers and just like trembling from head to foot, and and. Nearly frozen. Other oh, than you said, you said he's, he's kind of scrabbling at his his stomach. So yeah. I can tell. Okay, he's clearly out of it, and he's not making any headway. I'm sorry, I'm really loud. I know you're gonna have to bump me down. <laughs> um, he's not he's, even recording. He's not making. I know, right? He's not making any headway against this this boar, and I'm sick of it. And so eyes go red. Breath is heaving. Tira, the, the axe comes right back up, and I'm charging in, and I'm going to swing up into the pig's gut. Okay. Give him an uppercut? Yep. Uppercut in the gut. <laughs> With the fancy axe. Six plus nine, that's 15. We are, that, that doesn't hit. We know that doesn't hit. All right, inspiration. She's all in. I'm all in. We'll do... We'll, I, I understand. I, I totally understand, but I'm just saying, this is what Tira would do, and we'll deal with it later. That's it. All right. 20. Mod 20. That is a hit. Your axe drags just the tiniest bit in the mud, mm-hmm. but you power through, and that axe, the blade, swings up and into the underside of the pig. 13. Is this the first time it's been hit? Yes. Okay. That means it has a lot of hit points. Damage sponge. 13 points of damage. Yep. Okay, the axe bites deep. The pig grunts, and then it turns into a high-pitched squeal. And it's not sure where the attack came from, because you blindsided it. Peter, watching. I see that Tira has gone in and... Oh, did you, I'm sorry. Did you add your rage damage? Oh, I didn't! So that's another two. So another two. So it's actually 15 points. Yep, yeah, good, good. Thank you. He sees that Tira has already gone in, and he is torn because I I know. <laughs> Too late now, man. Michael is shaking his head vigorously. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. And it's not enough. <laughs> but now I also don't want. I, I I want to stay out, but I also know that uh, Tira will need my help. Do you do think, it myself? Do she's got like I'm do it myself. A million points I of hit damage, help. and she's got rage. She's gonna hit basically every time she tries to hit the thing. <laughs> Sure, she's gonna need help. Yeah, he doesn't want to be left out. <laughs> They're having fun. I want to have fun. Is there something that newly wizened Peter would do other than jumping into the fight? I'm gonna jump down. I'm gonna try and help Wamberbash get back into the fight. 
Try and nice. get, get Maybe you can help me with my fear. You don't know that, but you see something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I know. I know. You wake back up. Yeah, you're standing there. You're standing there. You're doing nothing. Two, two slaps. One in the face and one on the on the cheek. On the smack. And I mean the lower cheeks. <laughs> Choose either one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just kidding. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to hop on down and uh, I'm going to start, but I'm, I'm going to like rush around. I'm, I'm like looking at his eyes and I, I see like he's looking at me, but he ain't looking at me because he's looking at, you know. Off into the distance. Off into the yeah. distance. Um, I'm, I'm like holding his face. I'm like shaking him around a bit. I'm like, hey, you hear me? You hear me? You good? And I, I assume you're not answering me. I am going to try slapping just once on the face, mind you. <laughs> uh, does that do anything? Well, my best, there's a sting across your upper cheek. <laughs> and you gradually see the world begin to take shape in front of you again. There are no entrails spilling out of your stomach. Hey, you seen the part uh, the part in the movie Click where uh, yeah. he yes. pauses it and beats uh, David, uh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, David Hasselhoff. And after he's like, wow. Ow. <laughs> That's what yep. I <laughs> Yep. So you have been unpaused. And I'm going to immediately look down at my stomach and, and feel and realize that I don't have any blood. I've not been skewered. I'm not even up against the wall. Right. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm going to say, hey, hey, you're back in the fight. I press my hand against his forehead. I'm going to cast Bless. He basically, you get, um, let me, let me make sure I have this right. Dope. (laughs) Aw, bless. Uh, whenever you make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, which is four minutes. So we basically, you basically got, uh, 10 turns to add basically a D4 to any attack rolls and and stuff. (laughs) Attack, like two attack or on top of the attack? So like you roll an attack roll and you roll a D4 and add that to your total. And that's your attack roll. (laughs) Nice. Now if I can just hit. Yeah, so, so yeah, and you have that for a minute, and I'm just going to rush off the field. <laughs> okay, uh, there's no rushing off the field at this point. You're basically going to have to flatten up against the wall. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, and you know, as, as Wombabash rushes past me to go back to the fighting, I'm going to start thinking about a way to uh, incapacitate Tira. Ooh. Okay. Wombabash, it is your turn. You better be ready, Okay, boy. so uh, Wombabash looks and sees Tira is in there and that she made a connection. Wombabash goes into a rage. You don't it's not, have it's not a thing. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. So after that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um I, I I suppose I drop my panabas, wouldn't you say? While you were freaking out. Yeah. yeah. And while you were patting your stomach. Can I pick it up? Yeah. That's okay. free. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to rush toward this thing and try to just do a brute strike on it again. A brute strike. A brute strike. Come on, dice. Come on. Did I touch those? No. Actually, wait a minute. You might have... Did you, you didn't touch these? Okay, good. Make sure you're adding your D4 to that. It's to the strike? It's, is, it's it, is it an attack roll? No, no. This is to see if I hit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's, okay. that's your, that's your attack, attack roll. Not, not your, your damage. damage roll. Oh, okay. Dude, when I'm correcting somebody else, we know we're in bad shape. Hey, I just <laughs> got slapped and I had fear. Give me a break. <laughs> that's Bash, not you. No, he actually did it for real. <laughs> Ooh, we got a whole one extra. <laughs> To a seven. <laughs> Se- seven plus five plus one. That's 13. Yeah, that's not going to hit. You're still... Seven plus, you see how, you seven see plus why, 30 plus one. You see why I jumped down in here? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. You can fuss at me later. You're still coming out of your reverie. Okay. <laughs> and the pig lunges. At me? Tira's the one who hit it. <laughs> he doesn't know where I am. It hits. It's past a 19. Now... Now, what are wait. you doing with your dice? I rolled a 14 and it gets he a plus five. He doesn't, my mom thing. 
right? Oh. He's not, because he's yeah. not attacking me. He's attacking somebody other than me. Yes. Oh. And so he gets half, is it disadvantage or half damage? His attack worked. Oh, okay. So uh, Balrina oozes out of your, uh, <laughs> like streams out of your axe. Right, and it's, right. She's winding around his back legs. It's not quite enough to keep him from striking this time. I, but I forget, what is the effect? Is it... He attacks others with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if it was disadvantage or half damage. Yep. So his attack still hits. Okay. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. It's easy to forget. Yeah. 15 points of damage. Minus four. So it'll be 11. Okay. Yeah, the tusk gouges into your side, close, perilously close to where you were patting with your hands, so maybe it was a prophecy. Yeah. There's a satisfied grunt as it strikes, scores you along your side. Ow. Tira, <laughs> it is your turn. All right. I'm just going to just come back around with the axe. Tira, um, help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back up. Get out of the way. It hurts real bad. Uh, 14. That's a mess. Yeah, I know. Your axe shears off the uh, the metal of the armor. Man, if my rolls were better, this would be Peter. so much dope. Peter? Still not coming up with anything, but I did see Bash get hit there, so I'm going to uh, healing word him again. Nice. I love Peter. <laughs> and you got a one whole you point get, back. You get four points of health oh, back. Nice. Still, it's still 16. Not bad. Okay. That has been, let's see here, <laughs> that's been three of my spell slots. My turn. Yes. All right. I'm going to turn right back at him, look him again, and I'm going to try to brute strike this bad boy. Come on. Hey. Finally. Oh, and, and uh, you can add your thing, but that yeah, but it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter much at the moment. Yeah, it's still a 19, even without Good. that. Without kind of strike. Good. All right. So um, let me see what I got here. Um... So it's going to be, I'm sorry, my, I'm sorry. My pen, it's been so much long since I've actually used this thing. Uh, so it's a 1d8 plus 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Can I have another one, please? Uh, yeah. No, I'm yeah. sorry. That's 6. That's my, that's my limit. Yeah, 6 is my limit. Okay. Oh, and I also have psionics. Uh, psionic thing that I just got here. So that adds another d8. Potent d8. psionics. Potent psionics. Oh, my goodness. Listen to that, folks. That's a lot of dice. Ooh, Let me get out my abacus here. <laughs> Let's just say it's dead already. 28, 29, 30, uh, 32, 32 points of damage. Your Panavas hits right in a gap in the armor and cuts deep. And there is a super, almost inaudibly high-pitched squeal. And it is ready to uh, attack you again. Uh, you must have hit it pretty good, because it is it did not connect. Yes, finally. Tira? Uh, back with the axe. Are its legs armored, or just the... Armor goes down like... maybe halfway, but the legs are not very long. Oh. I'm just going to keep going for the gut. Because I'm, I'm assuming that is, like, lopping off its head is not really... Yeah, the armor goes up over, and yeah, the, yeah. the hump, the bristly mm -hmm. hump is pretty thick. Yeah, I'm just going to keep working away at that, um, that wound. Okay. Come on. 14 again. Peter? I'm listening through all the spells I have and nothing to restrain, so I'm just going to healing word Wombravash again. No, I'm, tr I'm also trying to not display any obvious magic. 
physical magic they can see, like beams of light and stuff of the sort. Five. <laughs> I'm like, keep it going, pal. Keep it going. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to brute strike this bad boy again. <laughs> I think I miss. You think? Okay, uh, let me do something. Mm -hmm. Oh, buddy. All of a sudden, Wamberbash, you feel like someone's crushing your skull, and they actually <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah. The pig is standing on your head. A burst of light flashes within you about where your star embedded flake of star stone is. And you take four points of damage. Okay. You've been drawing on it so heavily. Now, do I get. Does my previous temporary hit points take away that hit away? Or take away that. I'm going to say no. Why? Because he's a DM. <laughs> Would you say that? He wants you to take damage. You have 83, you're fine. Yeah, quit whining. Yeah. No, but my point is if if we're not using my temporary hit points, then like. Well, that was like an, in, that was like an internal inside. thing. This is inside of you. It, it was, it was, it was your, star your star stone from inside that like from overexertion. How do you know? He, said, he just said it. If you weren't so busy whining and fussing. Tira, it is your turn. I thought it was the pig's turn. Oh, yeah, you're right. You should not have said that. This is no, it's all right. Uh, the pig must be hurting pretty badly because uh, it's it's wallowing around now and it's trying to find somebody to attack and misses. Wallowing around, you say? He's not... Has he overturned himself at all? Or All right, fine. All right, well, I'm going to try and come around from the opposite side and make a new wound. Oh, no. And you're out of inspiration, aren't you? I am. So that's a no. That's a natural yeah. one, folks. Yeah, it was a crit fail, though. Okay. So do you have to do something with that? You slip and fall to your knee. It's not going to take anything away from you, but you've basically given up any movement this turn, and certainly your attack failed. Peter? Still standing there. All my spell slots are used. All my first level spell slots are used up. Anything of a higher or lower level would be very obviously magical, and I'm trying to keep that hidden from the people at the moment and I also do not wish to get involved in the fight so I'm just going to sit here Wamberbash I feel like a broken record <laughs> however you're broken something brute strike <laughs> with a panabis on the pig center pocket make sure to add that d4 I didn't even do that last time although well, it was so I mean, low it didn't it, matter yeah anyway. it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> okay, that's go. way above 20 so it's I'm... a 19 plus so let's just say a hit is happening today <laughs> that hits <laughs> alright <laughs> wait that's 2d oh yeah, yes because I have my it's actual panabis you're the... doing it two handed okay okay no I... two handed would be a d10 oh wait you didn't say too it too late I'm saying it now nope <laughs> <laughs> next time Next time. Assuming the pig is still alive after this. Ooh. What is it, 50-something? No. Or is it? Is it? All right, so we have... That is 20. The weirdest groupings here. What? 23 plus... What is this, 15? Yeah. 38. 38 points of damage. Oh, my goodness. 
you raise your penobis over your head and maybe that earlier hit that you landed on it uh, weaken the armor at the joint, but you sidestep smoothly, swing the penobis straight down on that same area, Ooh. and it slices right through. Eesh. There is a, a shuddering grunt. <laughs> and then the body falls to the muddy floor of the pit. The legs are twitching, and blood runs out of where the head once was. And the people just, there's a, an odd <gasps> as the people all lean back and you hear um, Dunsey's wail. No! And that's where we're going to end this part of the game. Man, that was one thing I wanted to do. What's that? I was going to run over to where the head once was and I was going to roll around in the blood and stand up and present myself in the beast's blood. Gotcha. You do that, and then we lift up and away. Yes! Rising through the pouring rain, leaving the carnage of the pit behind. It's difficult to tell when we enter the cold, wet clouds that wrap around us like sodden blankets. But after a long minute in the gray shroud, we emerge above them into a world of sunlit brilliance. Below us now, the clouds look beautiful, their tinges of gray subdued in the light. We move eastward, straining our eyes downward for an end to the sheet of gray between us and the world below. At last, we do begin to make out patches of land through the growing gaps, and then the long stretch of the run of hills, the hilly lands of central Moriga. They become clear. Temporarily. There in the distance, near a range of tall mountains with three peaks towering above the others, black columns of smoke roll upwards. We draw closer. Even from above, the smell of smoke is strong. Our downward spiral takes us through the choking smoke, but then our eyes clear as the sounds of battle reach us. The town of Arden is no more. Buildings burn as soldiers swirl among the roar of collapsing timbers. Arden's tiny militia has been supplemented by a force bearing the red and gold standard of Flynnmore. Even with the assistance, the defenders are woefully outmatched. From above, we see them struggling at the palisade of the rock outside Chiswick's home. But our vantage lets us see that their two or three hundred are no match for the thousands of soldiers in the Reaver's army. While the battle rages at the palisade, the rest of the Reaver's army surges through the once quiet streets of the town, grabbing whatever is even the slightest bit of value and throwing lit torches through windows. One group of exuberant soldiers is throwing clothing and other items of paltry value to friends waiting below out of one house at the north end of the tiny village. Their harsh voices grate with laughter as they revel in the destruction. Some of them glance over at the smoldering wreckage of the Chapel of the Healing Hand. One soldier prepares to toss down a pewter candlestick when he catches sight of something and freezes. There, marching in perfect unison, is an iron wedge of sturdy dwarves. Yes! Woo! The gravelly voice of Finulf Firmhand Ironstag is heard above the din. The dwarves chant an ancient war song in their deep voices, moving quickly despite their small stature. 
The enemy soldiers scrambled to arms, trying to prepare for the rush of metal and blade, but to no avail. The dwarves press on, leaving the dead in their wake. Their iron-shod boots reach the cobbled streets, ringing loudly as they go. Here on the army's scattered perimeter, the fighting is easy and quick. But Finulf and his band turn into one street that burns brightly, and the dwarves draw in a collective breath. At the distant end, they see the enormity of the task that lies ahead. Thousands of writhing bodies lie between them and the palisade, the color of blood in the fire's bright light. Finulf just makes out the wavering banner of Flinmore on the palisade battlements. He whispers one word, Tira, stamps his foot and charges, the rest of the dwarves streaming in close step behind him. The wedge disappears into the army, which closes around them. That's where we're going to end this episode. Man, that's kind of bleak. Man. Experience points. No, no. We're just going to cut it here because I don't want to talk about anything else anymore. <laughs> Dad! You get two experience points for further exploration of the city of White Hill. We'll just go with that for now. Yeah. You get five experience points for the battle against Lath, the enormous boar, which is the old English word for evil. Uh, that's where we get our word loathe from, or if you loathe something. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was making a rudimentary loathe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, there was a lot of good. Uh, I don't think we awarded experience points uh, for Walmer Bash's idea of assuming the boar form last time. Anyway, no, I let's, uh, let's go ahead and hear some uh, Norse battle. All right. Bash needs some points because I, I knew I wanted to do something, and he had so many good ideas about like challenging the guy to a fight, um, you know, just things to say. I was, I was just having a hard time coming up with what exactly I wanted to do, and he really helped me out there. So, I'm going to give you five for that. Nice. I'm going to give you five. There were some great ideas that you threw out there mm-hmm. and really helped Tira make the scene. Well, I think Tira should get points for playing her character yeah, in I character agree. I agree. because it was wrong what she did, but she played the right way that Tira would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what's wrong, but you know what I mean by that. I do. It was, it was, it was clearly not helpful to us, but you know, like... <laughs> Well, yeah. it was helpful, well, it but was, it wasn't helpful. It was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. Kind of like when we were trying, to, well, like, playing to your character, even when it's not the easiest thing to do, like when we were trying to escape a Bendelay and you were like, no, I'm not taking this, I'm not getting to the apparatus of Qualish. We, but yeah, just that, that kind of stuff is really, really impressive. Good. Uh, I'm going to give you five for playing your character so well. I, I love that you are sticking with the impetuous nature in spite of potential consequences, it remains to be seen exactly what the fallout will be. Yeah. You guys are assuming he's going to be livid, but we'll see. He may be impressed. So um, uh, Peter is dope because not only did he keep in mind the goal and didn't interfere, but he interfere on, interfered on the sly, which personally, for mm-hmm. me, it was awesome. Because I would have ended up with like 30 points of damage had he not, mm. had he not healed me. I, I'm, I'm winding up here with 15 points of damage. And, and so... I, and I was also purposefully choosing spells that did not have any well, kind of like physical manifestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his slyfully use that of interference. We have no idea how they feel with people with magic. 
So I'm going to keep everything on the down low. And it's still keeping in, char- in Peter's character because he's trying to be there for his friends at the same time. He's thinking still of the overall goal, which between idiot and impetuous, we, we need mm-hmm. him to be a little bit more of an anchor on that. On that, that okay. Right, so. Why don't you take four, Peter? Okay. Other nominations? I really like this. I really liked... I'm hoping you're seeing the city in your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that you're seeing the, the bleakness of it and everything. I'm seeing the bleakness of the I lives mean, of the people in Norden. Oh, the I have to ask. So it's because I haven't relied upon my internal star stone that things are all wonky and crazy when I try to, I'm trying to use it, right? Is that what this is? Or somebody outside casting? Because here's the deal. Who changed him into a barrel? If somebody, somebody turned you into a barrel it, to save well, you yeah, from yeah, that yeah, pig. So, so here's the deal. When we find out exactly what's happening, we can use that to spin it. Yeah. We could say, I intervene because somebody was intervening already because they were doing some weird stuff yeah. but if it's because i'm using the internal star Someone stone who did it versus versus my one that i normally use all yeah. the time then we can't really use that spin mm-hmm. but I don't this know. is going to be a long episode <laughs> it's okay they'll like it i mean you can cut all this meta out yeah i mean no, not no. everything has to stay in. i know not everything has to stay in but we're at the two hour mark whoa okay yeah yeah let's just do it right all recap right. recap right. recap so <laughs> let's hear the recap uh great game Great episode, and uh, thanks for all the ideas that went into it. Let's go ahead and hear a recap. All right, well, I more than tripled my <laughs> points here. Tira is 19 points into level 8. Wamberbash is 25 points into level 8. Peter is 40 points into level 8. Homeboy is going to level up soon. All right. Almost halfway there. Way to play together. I was not intending for it to be a fight for all three of you, but hey, <laughs> player's going to play. That's right. <laughs> Haters going to hate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was well done. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And hopefully it'll play out that way in the final cut. Yeah. So thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you for uh, joining us in White Hill. And hopefully you'll enjoy the bacon after. Mmm. <laughs> bacon. And we'll see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. Follow a band of intrepid friends. They seek to understand the world changing around them. Where no one has gone before.